0: going on, everyone, and welcome back to the 90 and 60-plus podcast. We are still doing the summer series where we interview special kids. Get- nah, I'm just playing with y'all, man. We're back. The three of us, the original 90 and 60-plus podcast hosts, are back to preview the Premier League season, La Liga season, and a few other seasons here as well. Because club football is back, y'all. It's been a long summer full of transfer sagas, exciting uh, international competitions, and just a whole bunch of stuff. But we are back and excited to get back into our regular club football action and talk about it. But yeah, guys, we're back. And if you don't know by now, or if this is the first time you guys are ever tuning into the 90 and 60 plus podcast, my name is Christian, and we talk football every single week. We talk everything from transfers to deadline day to statistics, analytics, all that good stuff. So yeah, if you guys love the beautiful game as much as we do, you're in the right place. Again, my name is Christian, and I'm here with our other two very special co-hosts we got with us, Saul. Saul, how you doing, man? How's the summer been treating you?
1: Yeah, man pretty good, you know, uh, eventful summer to say the least. But as you said, man, I'm excited to be back with the not the whole original podcast, but I'd say the one the three that've stuck around the longest. <laughs> yeah, excited.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Excited to get us three back in the house and talking footy once again. And it wouldn't be us three without Aldo. Aldo man, it's good to have you back on the podcast as well. How you been doing? And how's the summer been treating you?
2: Oh man, it's been good. Uh summer's been good. Lots to do, nice weather, bipolar weather too, I mean, raining, sunshine, it's getting colder now, which kind of sucks, it's the beginning of the end, but it's good to be back here with y'all, getting ready for the new season, just getting chills, man, Oh, how about you, Chris, how you doing, how you doing, so?
0: Boy, I'm elated, I'm glad to be back, I'm excited to be back, I don't care if it's 11 42 at night when we're recording right now, but nah man, Jeez. I'm good. I'm uh I'm just happy that to, to the Premier League and all other European and club football is back, man. It's been like a long summer, and honestly, it snuck up on me, bro. I I thought the Premier League was gonna be kick off like August twenty third, or you know, the last one or two weeks of of August, but nah, it just snuck up on you, man, and in a good way, you know, because I've missed club football. Um, there's been a lot of club football and international football to really dive into the, this summer, but nah, man, there's nothing like some good old fashioned. You know, season long Premier League, Premier League, not even Premier League, just club football, man. So I'm excited, and it's been a long summer full of transfers, and can't wait to talk about that with y'all and see what y'all have to say about some other news that's been going on. So, yeah, man, I'm excited.
2: Let's do it, bro. Okay. i been waiting for this. All right, y'all. At Eleven at night. Let's let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. So like we
0: said at the top of the show, guys, uh, as of recording, the Premier League and La Liga are kicking off again tomorrow, along with a few other leagues that we can touch on. But I feel like those are the two main ones that a lot of people will be tuning into this upcoming weekend, especially the Premier League, y'all, because it's been a crazy transfer window, not just for the top six, but even outside the top six, y'all. I feel like the mid-table Premier League teams are really stacking up, or really strengthening. So before we get into anything, y'all, what's been... The most eye-catching transfer, or just yeah, let's just say transfer, eye-catching transfer that y'all have made up or seen so far this summer.
1: I'd say it's it's um, I'd say there's two. One of them went down a couple hours ago. Uh, Moise Moises Caicedo to Liverpool, you know, for hundred and ten million British pounds, which I think is around all those at around hundred thirty million US dollars. Crazy. Uh, yeah, you know, because Chelsea was after him for so long, you know, they played around with their food too much. Not not food, but, you know, they played around too much. And then Liverpool just came in and said, take our money. But the other one would be Josco Gabigol to Man City. Because it's like, bro, city are just so greedy. It's like, do you really need him? So, yeah, those are my, those are the two, I'd say. Oof,
2: those are good shots. But for me, it's a lot of the Saudi Arabia intros that have gone in, I mean, Benzema, Ruben Neves, Conte, uh, just so many players. I think CX, no, I think he felt his medical, didn't he? Something like that. But all those players moving over to, to Saudi Arabia, man, oh my gosh, that's, that's been crazy. I mean, ever since Ronaldo went over there, everyone's just like, why not?
1: Joe, real quick on Saudi Arabia. Which league Which all rather watch? I watched not the Saudi Arabia League. Like, right now, the Saudi Arabia League. Because, like I said, all, all the
2: players that went over there, I mean, that's just going to be a lot of good football. And I heard this crazy thing where they, in, like, uh, offered Mbappe, what was it, $1 billion for one year?
1: Something like that? I heard it was $700 million. It was. It was just
2: crazy, bro. Crazy contract for Wally. Oh, he,
1: he took that contract. He's probably a billionaire by now. He'd be a billionaire by the time that contract's over, especially because Saudi they don't have taxes. That's crazy. Imagine that. But yeah,
2: man, I would watch Saudi Arabia league. I might, I might start watching it soon. I was gonna say, bro, are oh, you actually didn't. gonna
0: sit down and watch a game this season? All What's game? that? Are you actually gonna sit down and watch a game this season in the Saudi Pro League?
2: I think so. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to watch one of the Al Nassr games. See how Ronaldo's doing over there, and maybe. Which team did Benzema go to? Al-Fel. Yeah, I might try to watch those games there. Because I want to see what a Ballon d'Or winner does in that team.
0: Bro, I'd still would much rather prefer to watch an MLS game in the Saudi Pro League. I don't think that despite... And given it's probably a, a higher quality, but I just don't think that all these stars moving over to that league really justify views and... Yeah, yeah, just viewership in general because I, I don't know, man. To me, the Saudi, uh, Pro League, yes, it's more competitive, but really the only a handful of teams strengthened by bringing in all those like players that you mentioned. Although only it's only been three or four teams that's really strengthened, and then the rest is just really not competitive so yeah man I, I don't know I have a lot more connections and ties Yes, it's my personal take but yeah I'd rather watch the MLS than a Saudi Pro League game and I don't think I'll honestly ever watch a Saudi Pro League game in my life I'm not gonna sit down and watch it or go out of my way to watch it especially over other leagues and competitions I think I'd rather watch the MX over the Saudi Pro League if I'm being completely honest with y'all
1: yeah I mean I agree with all. No. though. I mean I see your point if I had to choose I'd rather watch the Saudi Pro League just because I feel like from Top-to-bottom teams are more competitive than the MLS. I can't say the same thing. It, if I'm being honest, I'm probably not going to watch either. So, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I, just want, I just want to touch on that quick.
0: If I'm being honest, although I say I'd rather watch MLS or Liga Mekis, if the Saudi Pro League wants to sponsor the 1960-plus podcast, I am all for it, man. I'll cover that league in and out and, oh, I got you. I'll learn Arabic just for that league. Anyways, that's just, you know. My personal thing. So I'm do y'all see what they're paying like fourth division tier players? They're offering them like four, four grand K a week. Yeah, in a house. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I might have to take my it, I might have to take my boots out of retirement, guys, and try and you know strut my stuff down there in Saudi Arabia, pull my hamstring again. Yeah,
1: and I was gonna say. Uh, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, dude, Saudi Pro League. I read an article I think today that said they, they struck a deal with Mexico, in Mexico to, in order for the Saudi Pro League to be shown over there. So, yeah, it's gonna be be shown in Mexico.
0: Interesting, yeah, definitely trying to reach a larger global audience. But enough about that, y'all. We're not here to talk about that. Who cares about the Saudi Pro League when the Premier League is back on our TVs tomorrow, Friday, August eleventh, no eleventh, twelfth. It's not midnight yet, August eleventh. So. Let's just talk about that, y'all. We talked about a little bit about the transfers. Uh, Saul, you mentioned there how Gavardi is going to absolutely transform Man City, make them probably, honestly, twice as good as they were last season. But they do kick off the Premier League tomorrow versus Burnley. And I got to say, y'all, we're not getting into any match predictions, really. But I think Burnley is going to surprise Man City. And honestly, I think City is not going to be as good as they think, as people think they're going to be this season. I don't think they're going to be nearly as good as they were last season. And I think primarily is because they failed to replace some of the key factors in that team. I mean, Riyad Mahrez, I know the transfer window isn't entirely shut yet, but he was a pretty crucial squad player, not a solidified starter, but when he's, he was one of city's big, biggest players after the world cup, post world cup. And I just, I don't think they've replaced him. I don't think there's any plans to replace him, but obviously time will tell. Um, Gundogan was a great servant as well, obviously left the club. Kovacic, you can say, is the replacement, but I just don't see him having the same output that Gundogan had. And, yeah, I don't know. Uh, There's all these talks about Kyle Walker as well leaving the club, and that's still up in the air. And, yeah, I think my uh, hot take for the podcast today is that Man City will not be as good and not even win the Premier League this upcoming season. Dang. Dang, that
1: is a hot take. I mean, are we doing our predictions right now?
0: Might as well, yeah. I mean, because I say City is uh, not going to win the Premier League, but honestly, who is going to win the Premier League? I cannot tell you, man. Because <laughs>
1: City's going to get relegated.
2: I see it already. Wait, what'd you say? Burnley? Nah, City, bro. They're going to get relegated. City. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bro, <if> City. <laughs> gonna get relegated.
2: Nah, dude, It's going to be crazy. I mean, City should even with the uh, with the amount of players that they lose in, they they got some pretty backup players. They they got a pretty nice squad. Um, I think John Stones is going to convert to a center mid. That's why probably Coverdale is going there in the first place. You know, to have a center back pairing for for what's his name? Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz, yes. Um, so I can see that happening. So yeah, Gundogan's gone, but Stones can come in and probably take that role. So say Calvin
1: Phillips as well. Calvin Phillips. I forgot about Calvin Phillips, dude. Yeah, he was injured and overweight, as Pep said last season. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget the words of our one once-wise uh, co-worker or co-whatever, co co-host, Chris, where he said most players take one season to adapt to City. He's like, but then the next season, they're amazing. So I'm, I'm going to guess this is Calvin Phillips' breakout season at City, at least. Well, I hope so. I liked Calvin Phillips at Leeds. Yeah.
2: Uh... So, I hope he gets to just play more in general, you know? But, but yeah, this is definitely the opportunity in his hands. Let's just see if
1: he grabs it and runs with it. Yeah, I mean, so anyone want to give their predictions? Or?
0: Well, first of all, let's hype up these teams first a little bit. I think a lot of people are going to, you know, mutual fans are, are probably going to agree and say that Arsenal is. You know, they're City's closest competitor last season, and they might be the same, if not better, this season. But honestly, guys, I don't necessarily agree either. I'm not really too hot on any team this season. I think it might be a surprise, like 2016, when Leicester won the, the Premier League, because Arsenal, man, they had one of the worst transfers in history, in my opinion. I, no matter how many times people will try to explain to me this Kai Havertz move to Arsenal, to me it makes absolutely no sense. Um, he's not a 9, he's not a winger, he's not a number 10 as they're trying to implement him as in the midfield like they like all these reports are saying and honestly I think his best position is a second striker but that just does not exist at Arsenal and I know that you know theoretically they're trying to play with 28s almost or 210s like Pep is and put, uh, put him in the midfield with Rice and Odegaard but I just don't see it working out man and honestly I I, I don't rate Kai Havertz I don't think he's ever going to live up to the hype or to the bill his transfer bill that uh, he cost Chelsea and Honestly I think Arsenal if it wasn't for that I'd really have them as you know strong Premier League contenders but I just maybe it's not just Kai Havertz maybe it's just you know inconsistency and failures to um strengthen in other areas of the squad but yeah I'm not too hot on them either this season
1: I actually think Arsenal have a good transfer with uh they got Declan Rice Kai Havertz no, I, don't, I don't really like the transfer bit I think Mikel to see something in him bit they, they, they only they got someone. They must have gotten someone else, right? Timber. Oh yeah, they got they got David Raya as their new goalkeeper, or to yeah. compete with Aaron Ramsey, which is weird, but at the same time, I don't know.
2: And I think they got Boligan
1: back. Um, yeah, from loans. Supposedly they're looking to sell him because he doesn't want to be back backup. If I had to criticize him for one thing, it's not reinforcing their number nine, Gabriel Jesus. My opinion, he's shown that he's too inconsistent, you know? Yeah. Like he's not like the number nine. They need like a poacher in the box and its usually more of a link up. He's good and stuff. But, yeah, I just feel they need a killer in the box, you know, like uh Lewandowski or Benzo <clears throat> number nine. And I think that's where they really failed to recruit someone. It, mm-hmm. I mean if I were them I'd keep I don't even know how you pronounce his name, Balogun. I don't know, I'd keep him and you know rotate him with jay because my opinion jay suz has not shown anything to to um merit him being an undisputed starter yeah neither has in so i mean
2: i think out of all those three balling definitely shows the more killer instinct, like you were talking about i mean he did it in the league gun but it just shows what he can do um He's very good on the ball. He he can he can definitely finish. He can I think he also provided a decent amount amount of assists to leak on. Um and and if anyone can bring the best out of him and not just him, you know, maybe even Kai Harris like you guys were talking about, it's definitely Mike, Mikel Arteta. I think he's got to bring the best out of them for sure.
1: Well, and then the other thing with Jesus is that he uh he got, he's injury prone too, I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah, the other day that he, he's having another sur- knee surgery, which just not good. Yeah, I remember he
2: was injured for for a good amount of time last season, and that's when Enkietia got his chance, and he did alright, but but it still wasn't enough.
1: Yeah, so you give that that spot to Bob, Balugan, Balogun, however you pronounce it, my opinion. And- Balogun just see what happens because who knows maybe you know he becomes better than Jesus and then you get to sell a and hopefully make some
0: uh, profit. What about your team Aldo? What about United? Finished third last season. They had a pretty decent transfer window as well but honestly this like uh, Mason Mount transfer I view it very similar to the Kai Havertz one at Arsenal like kind of unnecessary. Um, yes he's a great player. He's a workhorse. He's a hard presser but I just don't see it completely transforming this squad so yeah, I would say a strong contender as well, you know, still despite all that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. What, what Are you pretty high on them this season?
2: Nah, man, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Mason Mount yet. I mean, there's. I'm sure there's a reason why all the managers he's had say they love him. Um, but I just don't see it, especially not enough to be given the number seven, honestly. But, again, uh, I got to trust the manager here. Uh, he obviously, he has a system. He has his standards. He has his he has way of doing things. So, I'm going to say let him cook. But that's one of those where I was like, wait a minute. I'm name right. But we'll wait and see what happens. Um, pretty excited about the other transfers, though. We know with Rasmus, Highland uh, and... And then also, Onana. I mean,
1: Onana. No. Oh, yep, not too bad, bro.
2: Onana. Oh, That's his name. Onana. Oh, That's his name.
1: Bro, oh. I'll be honest. I think United has had the most disappointing transfer window. agree. I mean, an
0: eh. A. If but I were eh. to grade it, I would give it a C. What's that? If I were to grade United's transfer window, I'd give it a C. Yes, yeah.
1: because they've only got in they call it Mount, which I don't understand. You know, I thought I'd, the way I see it is that they saw it as a excuse me is a market opportunity. They're just like he's available, a relatively cheap. We'll get him a bit. Uh, Rasmus, how is Hol- Holland Hojlesen? Hojlesen. I don't pronounce it a bit. He, He's a good signing bit. There's already some worrying stuff about him. Uh, there was an article that came out the other day by some where well, they got the opinion of some, what's it called, some highly, they got opinion of Premier League doctors or something, but regardless, they talked about him, because supposedly he's already, um, he's injured, or nursing an injury, but supposedly he's already been ruled out the first two weeks of um, the Prem season, like the first two weeks he's not playing at all. Yeah. And then they were talking about, uh, what's it called, um, what, how he yeah, had like a, it was, he was showing signs that one of I forget if it was his back his back like, had like a, not a stress fracture but it was like showing that he had stress on it that if it wasn't managed correctly he, he was going to get a stress fracture and that was going to pretty much be it for his career but it's just you know it's already worrying because I think most Premier League doctors were like they're like he needs to be nursed correctly if not his career is going to be over like at 25 but one thing they already said is like he he's not going to be able to play more than one uh, game a season. So you know it's like I'm not saying that signing's down the drain, but you know it's like you're gonna have to nurse him real good. And I think for the first couple of seasons till his body's done developing, you know it's going to be really frustrating with him because I think you're going to have a great player that's going to you know he's going to show him like you know he's going to play once a week, you know score goals, and then you're not going to be able to use him in like crucial crucial matches, or you're gonna have to. They can choose which matches he can uh, he can play in, and I think that's going to be really frustrating for the All's fan base because you're going to be like, do we have this great player, but we can only use him once, and it's just going to be frustrating. So, I mean, it might be, but again, Ten Hag he he has
2: his he has his methods, and he puts very um, a lot of emphasis on those key factors. You know, like nutrition, like fitness, Um,
1: and it's. all things right, you know, so you see, the interesting thing is because I'm going to touch on this topic, but we'll touch on it another time, but it was about um, they said this injury is common in younger players that are playing, like, a lot of games because, you know, you see Bellingham, he already has some, not serious knee problems, but he's already had some knee problems where, you know, just requires rest, but he's had some problems already, you know. A lot of youngsters are having problems because it has to do with a lot of games, but Again, we can talk about that another time, but because that's an interesting subject to touch on. But, yeah, they said this is just common, and youngsters should play a lot of minutes. So huh? it's like that's what I'm saying. You guys are gonna have to tone down and really watch over him. Otherwise, <clears throat> you know, he looks like a great player, but that's all he may end up being if he's not nurtured correctly. No, yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like I think that
2: he'll be fine because that's that's what Ten Hag is all about. It's really. Taking care of that, so you can, you know, so a player can perform, and we've seen that last season. We see how important that is, and I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna go well. Um, what, I'm, what I'm really excited for though is Jaden Sancho, because Jaden Sancho he's been cooking. For this three
1: Bro, the past three years y'all have been seeing this Jaden Sancho season, this breakout season, and he's been disappointed in each. Well, think about it this way: He's had
2: he's had to switch between managers, but he completed his first year with one one manager, and now he's already going to the second with the same manager. I think that's going to have a lot to do with his performances.
1: Maybe, maybe we'll yeah.
2: see. And you can already start seeing that too.
0: All right, what about what I would call the disappointing three from last season, y'all? Liverpool, Spurs, and Chelsea. Obviously, they all had, eh, maybe not Spurs, but Chelsea and Liverpool. They signed quite a bit of players this season. Um, how do you all see them faring in this upcoming season?
1: Dude, Chelsea has to get top four with all the signings there, do it? If not, then then it's just a failure, bro. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Liverpool, Liverpool, I think they've made some decent signings. I think they're going to get back into the groove of things. And then who's the other one? spurs Spurs. i mean
0: spurs new coach losing harry kane um
1: spurs are done for they're not they're not getting i'll tell you this if if they finish within european positions or in european positions i'll be surprised Mm. otherwise i see them finishing outside the top seven right those are the ones that qualify for europe yeah yeah i see them finishing out of top seven Bro, wouldn't it be
0: crazy if uh, Harry Kane does... I mean, it looks like he's going to leave, right? That's almost all but confirmed. Um, he's going to leave to mm-hmm. Bayern. Wouldn't it be crazy if he leaves. <laughs> Spurs win. Not not the Premier League, because come on, that's crazy. But like an FA Cup or something. <laughs> and then Bayern. win the
1: Premier prim- right when Harry Kane leaves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bro, can you imagine? Uh, would, Dude, honestly, I don't put bro. it past them. I mean, I was saying earlier how this season is pretty up in the air. It kind of reminds me of Leicester. That one season when they won, when just... No one was consistent or really that good, and Leicester came up out of nowhere. I mean, Spurs are kind of in that position right now; they can come up out of nowhere, and you know it's a long shot. But <laughs> so was Leicester that year. I mean, not uh, that uh, uh, poor Harry Kane. If that happens, he leaves. Spurs win the Premier League. Bayern lose out in the Bundesliga for <laughs> to Dortmund or something crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, I think uh, honestly, the real competition is going to come from honestly, I, I group all these teams in the same category, and that's um, Newcastle, Brighton, and Austin Villa. And I think out of these three teams, one of them, if not two, are going to make at least top four because for me the most exciting in that pack is Austin Villa um, just because of the signings and the brilliant manager that they have with Unai Emery. Brighton also have a brilliant manager. And the amount of money they brought in for some players and the way they're just able to turn it around and find other hidden gems in the market, you know, breed them into world-class talent is just remarkable. Um, who was the other? Newcastle finished fourth. I mean, you can't overlook Newcastle as as well. Um, some great signings like Tonali. So, yeah, I think out of these three, I, I group them all together because they're kind of, you know, traditionally mid-table Premier League clubs. But it seems like this season they're going to be more than that. And I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, one or maybe two of them finish in the top four.
1: Well, I mean, I think it's time we go our predictions. I don't want to spend too much longer on Premier League.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Um,
1: Anyone want to go first? No, nah. right. <laughs> I don't.
0: I, I still have no idea. <laughs> all
1: right, I guess I'll go. Let me let me pull this up real quick, though. And I want to make sure: are we we're doing everything right? We're gonna to do top seven, right?
0: Yeah, let's do top seven.
1: And then, and then, should we say who we think is relegated or no? Yep. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let me see this. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right, top four. All right, all right, top four. I think City wins again. I know some of y'all disagree, but I think City wins again. I'll say Arsenal finish second. United finish. Oof. I'll say United. I'll say Liverpool finishes third, and United fourth. Fifth will be, I say Chelsea, and then sixth. I say Newcastle and then right below them is going to be Brighton or Villa. I think top four will definitely City, Arsenal, and United will be top four for sure. And then the fourth position is just going to be up for grabs really between Chelsea, Liverpool, uh, Newcastle, and all these other teams. It's just crazy how stacked there is, dude. Just because then you got Brighton, Villa, Newcastle, you got all these other teams fighting. It's just crazy. Yeah. did you Did you get that? or yeah I got it all right cool cool and then I say relegated I think Sheffield United I'll say I'll say Luton Town I haven't seen them really be that active it's going to be sad if they get relegated right away Sheffield Luton and I'll say Everton again I'll just say Everton again I think as they say there's no getting away from this one so I think it's their time to get relegated I think this is going to be Everton or Wolves, but I'll stick with Everton, Luton, and then Sheffield.
0: All right, day. you want to go next? Yeah,
2: let's do it. Let's see. I think
1: I'm
2: going to start with my from four going out. So I think top four and fourth, I think going to be Arsenal. And then third, I'm going to say City. And then second, United. And I think if they, I mean, if they do this right, and if they hold on, I think that Chelsea can win the
1: league. Chelsea. I expected.
0: I went ahead and wrote United down for first for you, and <laughs> you made me change it. I was not expecting that.
2: You had a, you wrote
0: who? I wrote United as first for you already because I just thought that's what you were gonna say.
2: Dude, that's what my heart wants to say, but I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, Chelsea right now, they have they have all the weapons, man, and they got Poch, He was pretty close at doing it, I think, just because he was at Spurs, you know, Pinchiz Salado, those ways. He didn't win it one time, but I think that's what I'm saying. Like, if he does it right and they hold on and everyone stays fit, I think they can do it. And I think they can do it. But obviously my heart says United should win, but... Or he's gonna win, but then we go to relegate to the relegation side. Oh, man, this one. I really hope Luton Town stays up. I really do, but I think they're gonna get relegated again at 18, though. And then I'm gonna say Everton at 19. They got close to it. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna save themselves. Um. I can see Sheffield United going back. So I'm going to say Sheffield United at last.
0: Interesting, interesting. Although we said top seven, bro, you don't want to give it your other three for the top oh, seven?
2: Oh, my, my bad. I thought we said top four. My bad. All right, so in fifth, I'm going to have... I think Brighton can stay there at fifth. I think they have the quality to do it. Even if they lose like like, I though, think, I think they can still do it. Then I'll say... Six I don't know man I think Newcastle I think that's gonna stay Pretty Actually no I think six could be Aston Villa With Unai Emery They've made some good signings. And then Seventh I would say Newcastle Cause fuck Liverpool
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright Well y'all I was hoping to Get some inside Perspective on What y'all say And then I would Base my picks Based off what y'all say But honestly I still have no idea (laughs) <laughs> I um, yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be the. I think this is going to be one of the most competitive Premier League seasons we've seen in a while so yeah just keep that in mind um, I don't know where to start top or bottom um,
2: I'll start real with, quick before you start, can I change instead of Luton Town can I put fall him? Fulham Fulham <laughs> that's crazy sorry dude I forgot well, that. I, I put Bournemouth
1: before fall.
2: yeah continue come on Ben
0: alright Um, I feel like the only place that I feel really confident in saying where a team's going to finish is Austin Villa in fourth. I truly do believe that they're going to get Champions League football and do pretty well in the Conference League this season. So I'm really high on them and I really think they're going to get over that Champions League barrier. So since I'm at fourth, I guess I'll just go from fourth up. Third, I'm going to say Arsenal. I think, yes, they did a really good job of replacing, not replacing, but uh, bringing in new players, but uh, I think to a certain point, there needs to be a sort of measuring level, or a period of time where players take to gel to the squad, and I think it's going to be too long for them to get anything higher than third. Yeah, exactly. Um, Second, I'm going to say City. I think, for the reasons I mentioned earlier, they're not going to win the Premier League, lost too many key players, and a bit of a similar reason. I think, I think of is not going to be the best player or the, even the best defender at city this season. It's going to take him a while to, to gel and mesh with the squad. Um, and then as far as premier league champions, I mean, I, I'm just going off process of elimination now. I mean, that leaves what Chelsea Spurs, Liverpool United. Damn, this is hard. I feel like I like all those shadow Chelsea. Cause that's really kind of an underdog at this stage, even though they, have literally billions of dollars to spend. Liverpool with that new look midfield can be interesting. It's definitely not gonna be United. It's definitely not United. I would love to Are say you hating? Are you hating? <laughs> I would love to say Spurs just for the shits and giggles. But you know, I'm gonna go with Liverpool. I think they're gonna have a stellar season. Um with that new look midfield, especially that uh Caicedo signing. I think that's gonna do wonders for them. And then fifth. Not Brighton. I think losing Caicedo actually is going to be too much. I'm going to say Chelsea fifth and sixth. I'm going to go United. And then I'll give seventh Spurs. At least they get back into European football candidates. Um, As far as relegation, I'm not sure if y'all remember, but I got absolutely laughed at and ridiculed for saying Leicester will get relegated last season. And look what happened. They got relegated. So. I feel like I have to go out on a whim and make another bold relegation candidate prediction, and I was looking through the entirety of the Premier League, and honestly, no one really screamed surprise like Leicester did last season, like Crystal Palace does. Crystal Palace does to me. I think they've failed. Oh. <laughs> I think they failed.
1: No, 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 bro. I was gonna say that's crazy because I was gonna also say Crystal Palace is a candidate. Dude. I was mm. like, no, nah, that's too risky. <laughs> I thought about Crystal Palace. <laughs> I thought it. Was... About... <laughs>
0: Nah, man, they've they failed to replace key players, and I just I don't they haven't done anything in this transfer window. I haven't seen anything really, um, and really all their best players are linked to moves away. So I think they'll finish eighteenth, and then I mean y'all mentioned the clear obvious candidates like uh, Sheffield and Wolves and Everton. I feel like Nottingham Forest is also in trouble this season. Um, Fulham, I think they they're going to do enough just to stay up. Um, I'm gonna say Wolves because. I mean that that club's just in shambles right now, losing their coach and losing key players, and bro, if Crystal Palace, Everton, and Wolves all could have in the same season, that's just insane. So I got to put like a regular can regulation regulation candidate down there. So I'm gonna say Sheffield United. I think uh Luden will survive, or they can be the complete whipping boys of the Premier League. There's no in between.
1: Nice, noise. All right. Uh, that's not lie.
0: All right, y'all. So that's the Premier League. Uh, moving on to the other competition that starts this upcoming weekend. That's League Gong. You know, Mbappe leaving PSG. Messi, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, bro. Dude, I, I'd argue the most... No, nah, never mind. I was going to say the most entertaining league to look out for this season, but that's 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 wrong. But La Liga is still going to be good. La Liga's is still going to be good. Going to be a nice two, maybe three-horse race the entire season. But yeah, it kicks off this weekend. Um Almeria versus Rio Vallecano, Sevilla versus Valencia, and then some better matches on Sunday and Saturday as well. So, yeah, a lot to look forward there. So, oh, man, we haven't talked Barca in forever, man. <laughs> what have you been making about their transfer window in their summer?
1: I well, low-key, I mean, I'm happy with some signings and disappointed a bit because, you know, I stopped keeping up with Barca because it just really seems like... Um, like the sporting direction and Xavi want two completely think different things. Like Xavi wants experienced players. Meanwhile, the the sporting sector wants younger players that will for the future. I mean, at the right back, for example, Xavi wants Joe Cancelo. Yes or yes. Meanwhile, the sporting sector is looking at youngsters such as Ivan Fesneda and Arnaud Martinez, two very promising right backs. Yet, uh, you know. Sporting sector wants them, but Shabby's like, no. So it's like, it, it's kind of been pissing me off because I'm like, bro, Charles Goncillo's 30. He's gonna, like, probably cost us at least 45 million plus his decent, like, I'd say somewhat high wages. I was like, bro, I don't understand Shabby, bit.
0: And that attitude so kind of annoying me. I stopped
1: keeping up with them for a few days and then, you know, like always, oh, the season's about to start. They, they drag me right back in, bit. Yeah, then with the bernardo Silva rumors i'm like bro at this point we should just save the money we have and go and go for a player like I, I like i've always been of the idea we need to go for florian Wirtz, brian leverkusen player i was like we should save the money go for him next year and that would be our big signing but you know of course that's not how the team thinks so yeah but, i mean yeah there's a lot i want to say but you know it's like already filming late at night so i uh I guess we can talk about it another time but dude i'll be straight up i can give my prediction right now go on then all right so i think due to the news this morning i think barca has to win has to win at minimum again because i don't know if you heard that real madrid tibo courtois is out he tore his acl which is a oh yeah seven to nine months recovery so i think that makes Barca clear favorites. Atletico Madrid, maybe they're fighting in there, but I think they have too much inner problems. You know, they got they want to get rid of Joel Félix and all this other stuff. But, yeah, I think Barca, that puts them as clear favorites. I mean, unless Atletico Madrid comes on swing, you know, because you never know what Atletico Madrid did. I think Barca gets first. I'd say Atletico Madrid gets second because, dude, Cortoa saved their ass a lot Real Madrid. So I think that felt Real Madrid down a third. And then I'll say, I'll say Gran Sociedad gets fourth. And then we go, we can go on. I say Gran Betis, it's fifth. Sixth goes to, excuse me, goes to, I'll say I thought it goes as as seventh. Seventh, I don't know who seventh would go to, but I guess I'll go with, I say Sevilla. No, not even Sevilla. Bro, it's because the Liga transfer window has been so dead honestly. Like Jude Bellingham to Real Madrid. That's about it. I mean Artha Guler to Real Madrid as well, but he or he's having knee problems already, so it's crazy. Damn, I guess I'll put VRL seven. I say relegation candidates. Granada, obviously. I say Salta. I'd say Granada for sure, Hetafe for sure. And bro, I don't know who to put. I don't know who to put, dude. You know what I say this is the season for no, I'm gonna go Celta Vigo, Celta Vigo get relegated. I wanna say Cadiz, big Cadiz. It's gonna be between Cadiz and Celta Vigo but I'm gonna stick with Celta Vigo. I don't know, I just have a feeling.
0: Yeah. All the U are mutual, what do you think what do you think about all this?
2: If I'm being honest with y'all, I don't pay as much attention to La Liga as you guys do. But I think those are good shots. I'm going to make my predictions now. Let me know what y'all think. But first and and foremost, I think Atletico Madrid has it to win this season. I think they do. Next, I'm going to say Madrid. I mean, even though they're losing Courtois. They're not, they didn't replace Benzema. And they didn't replace Benzema. But, I mean, come on, dude. They got Vinny. vinny mean, has been
1: a hot fire for him. They got Bellingham. But you know what I'll say? I think Vinny... Oh, dude, this sounds awful. <laughs> but I'll say regardless, I think Vinny is due for an injury. Not because I want him to get injured, but because, bro, that guy plays in week in, week out, 90 minutes, and... Especially at twenty two, twenty one, bro. Like he needs a rest, and I think he's unfortunately due for an injury. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I I don't think he's
2: he's gonna get injured. Um, I, I sincerely hope not for all Real Madrid fans, because he's gonna be carrying this season for sure. I mean, with with Benzema not there anymore, I mean, and nobody to replace him. But jeez, um, but yeah. I'm going to say they're second. Barson I'm going to say they're third. Easy. And then or fourth, I think, I don't know about all these other guys, but I think Rayo Vallecano can do it. Because they did pretty well last season, but no, not that big of a jump. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that kind of interests me. I think they can still, they can get fourth again. Cause that's what they got last year. Yeah, I said that's my top four. I say Atletico's gonna win it. I think I think they can win it again.
0: I'm really tempted to say Atletico Madrid will will be La Liga champions, just solely because of the fact that we all know what happens when Barcelona sells them a striker every summer, or not every summer, but you know when they do. Happened with David Villa. Happened with um, Luis Suarez. And I know Memphis Depay happened last January, but I mean it's kind of the same narrative and same story. So I'm really tempted to say. Atletico Madrid will finish first, but I'm going to stick to Barca because they're truly head and shoulders above the rest of the teams in La Liga in terms of quality and depth and strength in every position. So I'm going to say Barcelona followed by, you know, I would have put Real Madrid second, but because of that injury to Courtois is pretty crucial and they need to scramble now and look for a replacement. Um, I'm going to say they finished third and Atletico finished third. I think it's going to be a really close race between Atletico and Barca. So that's one to look out for. And then, yeah, Madrid will finish third. And then fourth place, I'm going to give it to Sevilla. I think they're due for a good season for once. So I think they're going to really put all their marbles in the La Liga basket and just get Champions League through that avenue instead of having to qualify by winning the Europa League like they always do. So, yeah, I'm going to say Sevilla. And after that, uh, honestly, I don't really care because it's just Europa and Conference League positions. Um, so... I'll just say top four. Dang, y'all want to preview Ligon? That kicks off this weekend, too.
1: <laughs> Bro, I don't know shit about Ligon.
0: Dude, all yeah. I'm going to say about Ligon is That's it's going right. to be more competitive this season than anyone thinks. And yes, I tuned in to most Ligon matches last week or last year just because of Messi, but. He's gone. So my interest is completely depleted now in that league. Um, And now, obviously, Mbappe wants to leave. Namor wants to leave. PSG, low-key looking like a good squad after, you know, bringing in other signings to replace them. And, you know, smart, strategic, young signings, too, at that. Not just the big luxury players like they've always been doing. So, yeah, they're actually an underdog now, in my opinion. But, no, I mean, them, Marseille, have strengthened around them. So I think it's going to be a two-horse race between those two for the league on. And... Yeah, it'll be interesting, um, but yeah, if I'm being completely honest, I am going to watch a lot less games and probably not any, just some highlights here and there if anything major happens, but yeah, League on has lost all its interest and value to me, and honestly, I think we should talk about other leagues like the Eredivisie or Ligue that will also kick off this weekend. Um, yeah, I'm... I think I'm going to watch a lot more Eredivisie, honestly. Uh, A lot more Feyenoord games with Santiago Jimenez there on fire. It's a shame that uh, uh, Eric Gutierrez left PSV and for Chivas, too. Like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) And uh, it's an Alvarez left Ajax. I mean, Jorge Sanchez is still there, but he doesn't excite me the way Alvarez did. So, yeah, I guess I'll just be primarily watching Feyenoord games in Eredivisie. See, I forgot and
1: machine is at
2: West Ham. He's a hammer now,
1: Yeah, he's a hammer. Uh, probably, i honest about Lee on. I think it's PSGs to win again, regardless of where Mbappe plays players because they got Luis Enrique. They finally, in my opinion, have a real coach. So I think, I think this is PSGs to walk away with again,
0: bro. Um, another hot take for this season. I think PSG is going to be. I say this every single season, <laughs> but I think they're going to be an underdog in the pretty. Big contender for the Champions League this season?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Luis Enrique? For the
1: Champions League? I doubt it. Bro, like, take away Neymar and Mbappe. Who's their front three? Dembele?
0: Dembele. Un-
1: unreliable Dembele, who I, I, have, I just have a feeling he's going to get injured within two months there and be done for the season. <laughs> <laughs> so take away that. Or leave Dembele there. Who else is playing? Who's their striker? I don't know who the fuck their striker is.
0: Gonzalo Ramos? Who? Gonzalo Ramos, the Benfica striker.
1: Oh, yeah, they Patrick did take got the, World, Ramos, the right. World Cup. Oh, Gonzalo. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. But him and Dembele, I don't know. Marco Sencio. A while for them to... uh, you... Dude, a Sencio, you got to be joking. <laughs> and then you see hey, the Guys,
2: trend. Guys, Fabrizio, when I just tweeted five minutes ago, Harry Kane to Bayern, here we go deal is done. Damn. Four year four year deal. It's crazy. You know what I changed
0: my prediction? Spurs are gonna win the Premier League now.
1: Alright, so look at this. They've signed so PSG, they've signed they signed Manuel Ugarte, Lucas Hernandez, Hugo Eki Tike, Congi Lee, Xavi Simmons, Marco Sensio, Vilan Skriniar, Sharon Adore. Arnaut Tenas and Gonzalo Ramos. They've showed up the defense a lot. I'll give them credit for that. Mate. My That's word. I, I did not I remember
2: seeing that that they got Shabby Simmons from PSV. Yep,
1: they, they loaned him, to, him. Yeah. to Leipzig because he wasn't oh, no. have any, any prominence. But yeah, I'm saying, take away that, dude. And Mbappe, they're contemplating sending him out for the season. Striker, Gonzalo Ramos. Dembele... So it's going to be Gonzalo Ramos and Dembele. It's like, bro, but Dembele goes down injured. It's like, bro, they don't have any backup. It's like, I, I just think, no, I don't know. I think you have enough to win the league on, and that's it. I don't know how you can say they're underrated for the, or underdogs for the for the champions, Christian.
0: It's a bold statement. It's a bold prediction, but that's what a hot take is.
1: I guess, I suppose, yeah. I suppose you're right.
0: You all want to do the Premier League pick-em on the podcast or just like on your own time?
2: Oh, pick them? Yeah, let's do that. Let <laughs> go to that. I,
1: it didn't let me join your league, Christian.
0: What do you mean? It says you're there it. already.
1: Oh, uh, I yeah? know. Because when I logged in, it just said air. So I didn't know if I got in or No, it says you're there.
0: 2023 season. I don't know how to.
1: <laughs> Alright, let's get the pick them started, y'all ready? Alright, Premier League pick them. First match of the week. Ormith, West Ham, you know? This, uh, I'm going to go with West Ham just because another one is probably there. I see a 2 1 victory for West Ham. <laughs>
0: I say 3 0. It is machine hat trick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but seriously, good 3 0, no, 3 0. No. <laughs> Damn, okay.
1: It's enough. He's going to swing his big ass hammer. <laughs> I, uh, I
2: think. I think Wes Hammer, huh? Yeah. I think Wes Ham is going to take it 2 0. No, pretty easy. You know, yeah, later on, so you the said season.
1: 3 0. I sticking three. with
2: that Yep.
0: Yeah. Yo, they's, they got James Ward Prowse, too. That's incredible. That's an incredible signing, bro. And they're still looking to get McTominay. Yeah. Yo, West Ham, Loki <laughs> uh, might finish in your, your, so like, your up positions.
2: Actually, if if they sign McGuire, I'm going to say 2
0: 1. If that's confirmed. <laughs>
2: oh, you, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> big,
1: big slaphead McGuire. <laughs> Fucking all <old-o>. Yeah. <laughs>
2: He's going to score
1: his own goal. Okay, no. You know what? I'll go on the opposite of you. I feel like if he goes to Weston, I feel he's going to thrive there. If you know without the spotlight of the United and stuff. Alright, moving on. Next match, Sheffield versus Crystal Palace. I'm going to give it a Crystal Palace 2-1 again.
0: This is where the relegation battle for Crystal Palace begins. <laughs> Sheffield United 1-0. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's a pretty good shot, I'm, actually, I'm gonna say one-one. I think it's gonna be a boring, boring game.
0: Oh no, bro! Boring's the next game we got.
1: Next game. All right, Everton Fulham. Ah, uh, I say Fulham wins this one. I'm gonna say three-three-one.
0: Roll Jimenez hat trick.
1: <laughs> Jimenez. I don't even know he's gonna be starting, but
2: I think it's gonna be a a more exciting game. But I think it's gonna still be a draw at two two.
0: Damn all day read right my mind. I was gonna say either zero zero or one one. I'm gonna say one one.
1: Damn. Alright, next match. Is it seven Newcastle Villa? Oh this is a, recent.
0: a game. Oh it's just six.
1: Good next match. And due to that nah I think I'm gonna say two two draw.
0: Good shout. Man, Newcastle's at home. Yeah
2: dude. I think it's gonna be a high scoring affair. Uh, I'm gonna say three two Newcastle.
0: You know what, Aldo? I'm gonna say the exact same scoreline, but for Austin Villa, I think they're gonna squeak it out away from home, three-two.
2: Yeah, squeaky bum
0: time. Yo, hot take, hot take. Newcastle will not finish in European positions this this season.
1: Oh, I was gonna—that's what I was gonna argue. I was gonna argue Newcastle, dudes. I'm not being used to playing Champions League football and balancing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel unless they get eliminated in group stages from Champions, I feel they're not gonna do as good as they did last season. Mm-hmm. I think they're to do well in the Champions League,
0: honestly. Even if they can knock down the group stage, I can see them making a, a good run in Europa.
1: I don't know, I just feel like the, due to the inexperience and not having to bounce, you know, so much stuff, this is going to be the first time that a lot of those players experience like a hectic schedule and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I'm saying it might be a failure because they might be like focused on the champions and then they might not do good and then by the time they're eliminated, they might be, like, the prime might be over. Like for them, they might not be able to. Like all right, next match: Brentford, Tottenham. I think I think Brentford takes this one too. now. Kinkso? Yeah, no Harry Kane. Yeah, they're fucked. They didn't really do anything. Of well, who knows? There's still a couple weeks off the transfer window. Let's see if they spend those hundred ten million wisely or no.
0: Bro, Santiago Gimenez no? never renewed his contract with Feyenoord. He'd be a perfect candidate for Spurs right now. Honestly.
1: Supposedly they were interested in... They were interested in Santi and someone else to replace Harry Kane. I forget who the other guy was there. I forget who it was, but yeah. Say, I don't know, man. I'm
0: going to say 0-0. Zero, zero. Zero, 0 Shit. I mean, I, I
2: want to say Brentford. they... They play some pretty good football.
0: Yo, Brentford know Ivan Tony for like what? The first four months.
1: He got suspended twenty-six games, didn't he, or something like that?
0: That was like four months, right?
2: I I thought he was relieved of all charges.
1: What? Nah. Uh, I don't think so. No, they're they're not going to have him. They're not going to have him for a while. They reduced it from damn. He had 232 breaches of FA rules on Betty. That's crazy. God damn. She suspended for eight months. She <laughs> suspended till 16 of January 2024. Oh, so three months. Yeah, damn, That's a lot of games, actually.
0: Whew. Never mind. Brentford's fucked. Brentford Green and relegated.
2: God uh, damn. Yeah, I wanna say, I'm going to say Tongham. He's going to get this 2-0.
1: What attacking prowess, bro? Human Son, bro. He's going to carry.
0: Dude, I think he's going to be the number nine this season. I think he's going to play as nine. I think it's going
1: to be Richarlison's going to be the nine.
0: Oh, I forgot that guy was there. Never mind.
1: Richarlison's going to be the nine, but
2: Human Son's still going to carry.
0: I don't know, man. He's pretty inconsistent now.
2: Who they got
1: up top?
0: Richarlison's son, Kulisevsky. That's about it.
1: Yeah. They got
0: they saw no never mind. Oh yeah, the the the, the, the
1: bro I thought they signed someone. No they it did. did. They
0: did it. Nah. Yeah, the the person that played for Everton played for Villarreal Real? Don Juma.
1: Oh Dan Juma. Yeah, Juma
0: Yeah, and then uh Solomon as well.
1: He's more of a midfielder though. He's still he? a winger.
0: Well yeah, I thought yeah, I thought he was a winger. Anyways
1: irrelevant. Okay. But that's besides the point. Last match. Argu- arguably the game of the week Chelsea-Liverpool I think I think it's going to be a, a 1-1 draw
0: yeah it's going to be a draw I say 3-3 I
2: think going to be a tight game I think Chelsea's going to take it 2-1 nice alright that's it right
0: that's the Premier League pick'em
2: yeah
1: that's it
0: boys we failed to mention each one of these games is first place versus first place
2: Bro, what did you guys see? They dropped it down from 10,000 to
0: 5,000 now. What the fuck? Oh, Dude, yeah, what? that's BS, bro. I don't even want to play no more. Watch <laughs> them. Man, that came and paid off my car. Honestly, bro, what the fuck, man? Bro, inflation's crazy. <laughs> Alright, y'all, anything else before we sign off? Well, I think we're good. Alright. Well, hey, y'all, it's been fun. It's been good chatting with y'all again on a weekly basis, and I can't wait for next week to re- recap all the uh matches that took place this weekend and then obviously predict and preview the leagues that are also going to start up next weekend so yeah i'm looking forward to it y'all and for those of you at home listening thank you once again for listening and yeah we'll see you on the next one subscribe like share wherever you get the podcast and we'll see you next week adios